You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Let's, uh, let's wrap the show talking about uh, the midseason report cards. So we're at the end of our series, giving out midseason grades, and we're going to talk about the men in the middle. The Knicks bigs sometimes don't get uh, the same amount of attention they should, but we're going to make them the focus of our final midseason report card. So, of course, Mitchell Robinson has been a linchpin for the Knicks at the center position for much of the season after signing a four-year, $60 million contract to stay in New York this offseason. The other Knicks frontcourt acquisition this offseason was Isaiah Hardenstein. He has struggled adjusting to his new role with the New York Knicks. You also had your second-year big and Jericho Sims, who has seen some extended minutes with injuries to the rotation. Let's talk about these guys. Let's start with Mitchell Robinson. What grade are you giving Big Mitch? I'm giving him a B plus. Uh, I think he's done really, you know, really yeoman's effort on the glass each night defensively, protecting the rim. As I mentioned earlier, um, he's tied with the quickly for team lead and in, in individual net rating. Team's just better with him on the floor. Um, and uh, without him, you know, kind of cleaning up the mistakes behind Randall um, and, and R.J. Barrett, who, you know, we didn't talk about it, but Kuz, again, ate his lunch, just embarrassed him. Um, 40 last Friday, what is it, 27, 13, and yeah, 7 27. On, on Wednesday night. Um, again, you know, we mentioned Barrett in the grades, his defensive regression this season. It's been on full display these last couple nights against Kuzma, who's who's really embarrassed him. Um, that's something that that the Knicks need to, uh, you know, work on. And again, but part of it, it's not as exposed as it might be um, because Mitch is such a great rim protector um, behind Barrett uh, at the rim. So, um, yeah, have to give, um, you know, that, that, there were some questions raised when that contract was handed out. Um, and it's, we'll see if it pans out because again, he's injured. It's, you know, tends to be something with Robinson. It's very difficult for, for him yeah. to stay on the floor. Even when he's playing, he's in foul trouble. It's done a little bit better on that regard lately. Um, but he, you know, his, his staying healthy has always been an issue throughout his career. Hopefully there's nothing major with this dumb issue going on now. Um, but as far as when he's on the floor, when he's been on the floor of the season, um, has really given you all you could ask for. Yeah, I'm right. On, I'm right with you on B plus. I think that's a solid place to to, to grade Mitch. Uh, I think that he's shown great toughness. I think that he's been uh, he's had some injuries, but he's been more durable this year than in previous years. We'll see what happens with thumb injury, more of a, a freak injury there. Um, yeah, I mean, look, his defense, uh, what he does on the offensive class, like I really, you know, again, I, I give credit where credit is due. One thing I really loved what Tom Thibodeau did this year was, you know, prior to the season saying that. You know, he thought Mitchell Robinson was the best offensive rebounder in the league, something that he'd not earned, quite frankly. I, I mean, Mitchell Robinson's been always been good on the offensive class, but he's not he did not earn that billing. But to me, that was that was actually Tibbs challenging Mitch to live up to that billing. And he pretty much has. I mean, he dominates on the offensive glass night in, night out. So I think Tibbs challenging him in that way, and Mitch Robinson playing up to that billing, I think has been awesome. Uh I, I wish he, you know, with a little bit of the free throw line. I wish he was a little better with the fouls, but, you know, he kind of is what he is at this point. You know, I, I think that he's still young, so there's still probably some, some room for a little bit of growth. But um, if he could just keep those in check, you know, he can go from being like a 25-minute player to, you know, a 30, 31, 32-minute player. And those numbers that look great per 36, you know, you'll start to see them look a lot like his regular averages. Like sometimes you look at his average and say, oh, eight points, eight rebounds, 8.7 rebounds. Like how impressive is that? It's like, well, 
he's on the floor long enough to have even a bigger impact. Like he could easily be, uh, you know, a 13 and 13 kind of guy easily. And, and he just and, stayed, stayed on the floor. And the last time anybody ran a play for him was high school in, in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. The Knicks haven't run a play for him in, 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 since he, since he signed. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that we've seen Mitch uh, do what he was expected. I think he's earned his money. So a, a good season so far from him. Isaiah Harden signed a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of an enigma recently, a little bit of a, of a villain amongst Knicks fandom for his play of late. What do you make of uh, Isaiah Harden signed this season? His great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a C minus um, would probably lean towards a D. Um, but I think some of his, um, inability, inefficiency, lack of production stems from the way he's being used. Um, but that being said, he's on the floor. He has an opportunity to contribute. He's had a ton of shots in and around the rim of late, shooting 33% from the floor over his last eight in, in January. And it's not like he's taken a bunch of threes. He's taken two threes um, this entire month. Um, you know, it's it's you know, shots are in and around the rim inside the circle, the floaters that he was hitting that really sustained his value over the first, you know, couple months of the season. He, those haven't been falling, um, yep. you know, getting out rebounded on occasion, getting out played when he's out there. Um, and I was a, a proponent of signing him. I thought, you know, the, the two year, $60 million deal was a great, uh, was, was a great value contract for the Knicks. Um, so I'll take some heat here. Um, he just has not lived up to expectations. Um, and I think he's one of the players, you know, depending on what Mitch is going on with Robinson, that he might thrive more in a different system and another team might see that. Um, like he's yeah. one of those guys along with Obi, if I'm another GM, um, those are the kind of guys I try to pluck and, and steal at a, at a, at a buy low bargain, you know, bargain basement price. Um, we'll see if another team does, but as far as his production on the court, um, he just, it's, it's hard to be overly, uh, you know, laudatory of, of what he's brought to the floor since signing with New York. Yeah, I'll I'll go with a C for for Isaiah Hardenstein. That may seem a little generous <laughs> for some people, but I'll go a C because it maybe it maybe this will sound generous, but I I do feel like he plays hard every night, and I think that that is something that can't be taken for granted per se. Um, he hasn't been necessarily the most effective, but I, it's rare that I've watched him and felt like he hasn't been giving maximum effort. Which when they did bring him in, one thing Leon did say was that look, this guy is going to be on the floor. He's going to be uh, he's going to be fighting every possession, and that's essentially what he's been. So I, I, I guess I, I respect that part of his game. Definitely a dirty work kind of guy. It's just, you know, just bringing nothing offensively, man. I mean, just, I mean, those floaters that, I mean, again, another hydrized shot that I watched uh, uh, this year has been, you know, there's like, there's like several hydrized shots in Nick's fandom that I've lived with. Uh, the Tony Douglas floater, um, the Julius Randle year one spin move. Like there are certain shots where you're just like that shot is never gonna go in, and I'm tired from shooting it. Isaiah Hardenstein floater is really approaching that that category right now. Shot that he was actually making a little yes. bit earlier in the year. Uh, he can't buy one now, and <laughs> it's such like when he misses it, it looks like such a low percentage shot that it just infuriates you. You're just like, just go to rim and get fouled at least. Like just throw your body around. Like just just throw up that floater from ten feet out, and you see it roll off the rim. I mean, I, I'm starting to get sick of that. So. Yeah, I think that the office of production hasn't been great. Uh, I do give him a little bit of a break as well because of how he's being used. But, yeah, right now the signing, uh, looking like the worst move Leon Ruiz has made this offseason, to be honest. I mean, maybe someone could argue not getting Mitchell will be the worst. But um, but other moves that actually were made, th this one is not looking very good. And I don't know. It's tough because I, I think that he would have been a great trade candidate. But now that Mitch is out, potentially, we don't know as we're recording right now on Thursday afternoon. We don't know how long Mitch could be out if he's out at all. But 
now I'm like, unless there's a upgrade coming in the backup spot, like I don't know how you trade them. So they're gonna have to figure out something with hard sign because this this is not worked out very well. And and maybe that's what he needs. Maybe you know if he gets you know inserted into the starting lineup for a few games, it resparks and you know they, they, they you know the game plan. I'm not you know Tibbs isn't the greatest at making adjustments, but maybe they kind of focus the offense a little bit more to to utilize his strengths. We'll see. Yeah, sometimes backups who then get start getting starts minutes, like you know you're able to get in rhythm a little better. Like we saw I, IQ play a lot better when he saw those minutes. I think we've seen other guys when their minutes have increased. Quentin Grimes play a lot better so maybe this is what isaiah hardenstein needs actually to play more which probably terrifies a lot of fans but this is where we're at potentially um last one last grade for the mid-season report card jericho sims second round big uh second round pick he has been in he's played a lot like played a lot more i think maybe i expected to start the season given hardenstein you know uh hardenstein in his signing but sims has played for ob he's played when mitch has been out um, he played a lot uh, in the, this past game against the Wizards. What grade are you giving Jericho Sims? I'll give him a B minus. Yeah, I think he's been productive. You know, shooting his numbers don't jump off the page. Three point five rebounds, four point two boards, and in twelve and a half minutes. Um, but shooting seventy seven percent from the floor. Obviously, all those shots in and at the rim. Um, but you know, use utilizes his otherworldly athleticism. Um, you know, and, and and doesn't do more than he's asked to do. Runs the floor well. Um, rim runs. Uh, protects the basket, good defender, versatile defender, could switch out on some smaller, quicker, you know, forwards. Um, the Knicks may have to utilize that going forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I listen, you know, you can't expect too much of a, of a second rounder, but he's solidified himself as an NBA rotation player. And I think that's definitely a positive, a huge net positive, especially for um, the contract, the value contract that he signed to. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give Jericho Sims a B. Uh, I think that, you know, he had some moments, especially if you remember that like little Western Western Conference swing they had earlier this season when it looked like maybe the Knicks would, you know, completely let go of the rope and things get dark. And, you know, he had a really big stop against uh, uh, Jamal Murray in a game against Denver, and, and they won a couple of games where he played a lot of minutes. So uh, I think Jericho Sims has been fine. You know, I think in some ways one of the, one of the things I talked about when they signed Hardenstein was – I, I because of what I saw from Jericho at the end of last season, I kind of felt like he might be ready for backup minutes now. So how how needed was uh was he? And now I'm not I'm not sure if that was the case. So I don't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I, I do feel like it's 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 been a season where Sims. You wonder if he would have just came in as a backup big man, and they would have, you know, used that draft pick on someone else, or, um, or use that money somewhere else, like maybe get a wing who could who could, who could contribute. Maybe that would have been better better fit for that uh, season. Yeah, um, we'll see. But now, as it turns out, maybe they need him. You know, with the you know, depending on on what happens with Mitch Rob, he could end up playing some very valuable minutes during an important stretch in difficult games in the immediate future.